The Miami Hurricanes just held their first spring football scrimmage over the weekend, and I'm calling it right now. You're not going to be able to keep Ruben Hurricane Bain off the field this year. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. We're back. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcast and available free on YouTube. Bringing back an OG of Locked on Canes. This man, good friend of the show. It's been a minute, but he was actually the first guest we had on the first day that our YouTube channel started last uh, early May. Brad Tejeda, CanesInsight.com is with us. Brad, how you been, sir? Dono, what's going on, man? It's great to be back, man. I'm glad uh, you and the son had a nice uh, flight back from California. And man, yeah, man, like you said, man, it's good to be back. OG of uh, the Canes Locked On podcast. And man, you, you're, you've obviously always have been a fan favorite to many of us Kane fans, man. I'm just glad to be a part of this great show. Thank you so much, man. And we always appreciate the insight that Brad can bring to the show. So first guy I want to talk about who's had really good couple of weeks so far in spring football and had a really good scrimmage. You would never know this guy is an early enrollee, incoming true freshman. Ruben Hurricane Bain, he's around 270 pounds with that explosion coming off the edge. And now keep in mind, media was not able to watch the scrimmage. So we're relying on a lot of intel from the VIPs and, you know, whoever was able to watch the partial scrimmage is what Mario Cristobal called it on Saturday. But a guy who got great reviews was Ruben Bain, who uh, in one sequence had back-to-back sacks, and he's he's just a problem. He's a difficult guy to block. Uh, tell me what you've heard, Brad, coming out of the scrimmage and coming out of the first two weeks on Ruben Bain. Yeah, Alex, I mean, first and foremost, when we recruited Hurricane Bain, I mean, I think with the nickname given alone, I think most Kane fans thought he was going to be a Hurricane. I, I know a few Kane fans, once he started taking those visits at the end, they were getting a little worried, but like I've been telling people from the jump, the guy is Hurricane Bain for a reason. He has no other place to go but Miami. I mean, especially with the family ties to the program as well. And, man, he has not missed a beat at all. He has not been disappointing. I mean, him along with a bunch of other recruits that we have on campus playing right now. But with Hurricane Bain, man, he's doing all the stuff that you need, not only on the football field but off the football field. He's putting in that extra work even when the scrimmage or practice is over as well. So you'd love to see that. You mentioned the two sacks that he had in the uh, the first what they called scrimmage on Saturday. Um, I believe both of those were against our other uh, top end recruit that we have on campus, and that's Francis Maigoa. I, I believe he got bull rushed on one and put Maigoa on his butt, and it was it was great to see on both ends because with Francis Maigoa, this is a, a future All American, like I mentioned on Twitter not too long ago. Um, and he's going to be the starting right tackle for Miami if I had to put some money on it. And uh, for Hurricane Bain to be a solid, great rotational player coming on this team definitely this year as a true freshman, that's what you like to see on that defensive line. And I have uh, big expectations for both of those guys. Um, and there are some other names that have been flashing, um, not just on practice on Saturday, but also on Thursday um, on that of practice as well. You have guys like Jabari Ishmael, who's finally coming into his own. It looks like he's putting on some solid weight. He's got 
great length, great size. He's moving all across the defensive line. You also got our guy, Amon Moten. Amon Moten is another guy that's been making some very big flashes for the University of Miami when you talk about that defensive line. We currently only have two seniors on that defensive line front with Brancis Dean and Thomas Ford, who are obviously – or Thomas Gord, I'm sorry. Those are your two transfer portal guys who expect to you know get immediate playing time, if not be starters. But when you look at the rest of that defensive line, nobody else on the roster is – you know, able to graduate or leave after this year, unless you want to throw in a guy like Jafari Harvey. So there's big expectations all throughout the room. You also got a Leonard Taylor who hasn't uh, practiced yet, but you know, with springtime, not just with the university of Miami, but with most big time programs, you're going to see a lot of these big time players that they have a lot of expectations on kind of rest up for the spring and uh, go into the fall. You know, another player on the defensive line, young, not as young as Reuben Bain, but Nigel Lee Kelly has been crushing it so far in spring, and he reportedly had a really good scrimmage as well. I, I could see Nigel Lee, the freak, I call him, who had four sacks last year with, you know, pretty limited usage as a true freshman. I think he's going to be around double digits this year, Brad. Yeah, Nigel Lee Kelly is really coming into his own, man. This is This is a young man who is one of the youngest guys on this football team, just had a you know, a baby as well. So congrats to him and Miss Mama Kelly and the rest of the family. And yeah, like you mentioned, man, Nigel Lee Kelly, he's only a sophomore out of uh, Miami Dillard. And when you look at this Lance Gildry defense um, and what he's going to be bringing to the table, it's going to be very similar to when we first had Manny, D Manny Diaz as our defensive coordinator. You're going to see a lot of different stunts, a lot of different blitzes. There's going to be guys rotating all throughout that defensive line. And Nigel Lee Kelly is one of them, um, especially in that scrimmage on Saturday. He was getting moved around from the outside to the inside, uh, depending on where they wanted to line him up. And he was making plays um, along with Jabari Ishmael, who I mentioned before, who is really stepping up and seems to uh, finally get his gear to where he's feeling really comfortable. Um, some of the other guys that have been stepping up as well on that defensive side of the ball. Um, you got Daryl Porter Jr., um, who, who we mentioned, you know, was a transfer guy last year that Coach Adai brought in. Um, he is starting to come to his own as well, starting to get a little bit more comfortable. Um, you know, I was a little bit worried about his size um, and his stature, but he's really uh, filling out and he's putting in that work to kind of show up and uh, do some great things on, on the football field. Um, and, you know, some of the younger guys as well that I would probably mention is Caleb Spencer and Bobby Washington. Yeah. Um, Bobby Washington, I can tell you right now, Alex, it's going to be very hard to keep that young man off the football field, um, whether that's special teams. Uh, at at the outside linebacker or at pa pass rusher on the edge. He is a football player. Um, the, the type of speed that he has, a sideline side motion, man, this young man is, has a very bright future for the Miami Hurricanes, and so does his brother, Robbie Washington, who, who was making plays in the backfield and also on the outside for, for Miami in the last couple practices. We have so much more to get to, including the offensive side of the football. Tyler Van Dyke is building chemistry with a certain receiver who I think is going to step up for a monster year. So we're going to continue the conversation, and we're also going to talk recruiting with Brad Tejeda because he loves recruiting, and so do I. Canesinsight.com. Brad Tejeda is with us. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Guys, the built March Madness bracket is still here. Yes, we know you have a favorite bar or puff. And now's your time to make it count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I have been voting for all month long. I've been voting 
for the cookie dough chunk puff, which is my personal favorite. It's a tough choice because I love a lot of the bars and puffs. And so if you want your Canes to win it all and we're in the final four, man, then you'll be voting for that bar too. support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite built bar or puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. That's a great prize. Here's an even better one, because not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. That's a fantastic prize. you got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You're not going to believe that they're good for you, but they are. I start my day every day with a Built bar. What makes Built bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop on and support your pick. You know I've been doing that because I love me some Built Bars. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Our friend Brad Tejeda is with us talking Canes practice, spring scrimmage, recruiting. So, Brad, uh, the chemistry, we continue to see it develop on the practice field between Tyler Van Dyke and Colby Young. The six foot five receiver who remember transferred in last year from junior college. And he had a couple of really big games last year. I think people forget that he was starting to build that chemistry with TVD right before Van Dyke got injured last year. And then that just put the whole, you know, season into a, it was kind of already in a tailspin, but you know, the offense really couldn't do anything after Van Dyke's injury, except for that one game where Jakari Brown played so well against Georgia tech. Uh, so we're seeing that kind of a continuation and a rebirth of that TVD and Colby Young chemistry. How do you expect their partnership to play out throughout the year, quarterback to receiver? Yeah, with Colby Young, I mean, me and uh, me and our guy Malik Rozier had the pleasure of uh, talking to him for about 30 minutes a couple of weeks ago. And Colby Young really emphasized the work ethic that he was bringing to this next season. Um, he really put in a lot of offseason work. And uh, you talked about some of the big games he had last year. His uh, first start, I believe, with Miami was against Virginia Tech, where he had that phenomenal game. And uh, he even mentioned he came into that game with a little bit of chip on his shoulder because Virginia Tech was actually the first official D1 uh, offer that he got out of JUCO. So he wanted to go in that game and make a presence and make himself known, especially having that first start at wide receiver. And he's taken that into this year. Uh, with a lot of expectations, not only for him, but for Tyler Van Dyke. When you look at a quarterback like Tyler Van Dyke, he's got to get the chemistry and the timing right with a lot of these wide receivers, especially with how the wide receiver room is starting to shape up. You got a guy like Colby Young. You also got a young guy in Isaiah Horton, who Colby Young, uh, first and foremost, has so much respect for um, and is honestly probably one of the most talented guys from head to toe um, in that wide receiver room in Isaiah Horton. When you could slowly build this uh, wide receiver room and making it to where Colby Young, Isaiah Horton, Jacoby George, and Xavier Strepo is your four, you know, solid guys, possibly bring in one to two guys in the transfer portal, um, like a Tyler Harrell that can kind of blow the top off on a defense or at least keep, keep the safeties guessing. Um, that's another thing that's going to allow a guy like Colby Young or Isaiah Horton to get that one-on-one -on -one coverage and mismatch that they need. Um, but, yeah, I love what I'm hearing and seeing from Colby Young. Um, he is going to be a guy that has a lot of expectations in that wide receiver room this year. And, hey, man, we we seem to have very good luck 
as our wide receiver one, you know, the last few years have either been a Juco or a transfer uh, portal guy, you know, the KJ Osborne's, the Charleston Rambos of the world. Um, so I'm looking for Colby Young to have a great year. You mentioned Jacoby George as well, who apparently had a really good scrimmage and X Xavier Restrepo. Uh, we heard Brad had a touchdown catch where he leaped like seven feet in the air. Like he's got a lot of hops and a lot of athleticism. Uh, are there any other details you may have heard uh, and things you want to note about the offense, anything about the running game as well? So, yeah, I mean, first of all, like, you know, Xavier Restrepo, I think, we're, we're hearing the same things about Xavier Restrepo this spring, the same things we were hearing last spring. I think nobody has really questioned Xavier Restrepo and what he brings to the table. Unfortunately, he's just got to stay healthy, right? Um, that's yeah. not only goes for him, but a lot of these players on the football team. Um, but, you know, just the last couple practices, I got to I gotta give some big kudos to, to Mario Cristobal and his staff. You know, I, anytime I'm on this show or any other show, I always bring up the R word and that's relationships, right? Whether that's recruiting or players on the team. And I mean, that, that also goes for Tyler Van Dyke, right? You got to remember that, you know, part of the issue that Tyler Van Dyke had last year was the relationship with the offensive coordinator, with the quarterback coach. You know, when you're second guessing yourself um, along with the coaching that you're getting taught to you as well, it's very hard to be productive. Um, so I think that's also one thing that needs to be done. Um, but I, I, I also think, you know, with Tyler Van Dyke, he's got to get that timing right, like I said, with the team. And with Mario Cristobal and the staff, they're doing a very good job at, at timing as well. Um, what you saw on Thursday, just a little recap of some of the guys that were on campus. You had a guy like Aaron Nolan, your quarterback of the future, hopefully. You got guys like JoJo Trader, Chance Robinson, Zaquan Patterson. These are some of your local talent uh, at all over the position, especially the skill positions that you're going to want to keep home, right? So what he did was he brought in a guy like Geno Smith to come in and, and watch practice and, and get that one-on-one -on -one time with Aaron Nolan and Shannon Dawson, right? And it looked like the Thursday scrimmage was very heavily favored in the offense, right? They were throwing the ball a lot. Like we mentioned, Colby Young made some plays. Xavier Restrepo made some plays. Uh, Don Chaney is looking like the Don Chaney of old. I mean, this is a running back that – a lot of players and coaches are like, hey, man, slow down a little bit. Like you're you're almost looking too powerful. You're you're looking too good. Like we want to save you for the season. So that Thursday practice was very heavily favored for the offense. Right. And I just mentioned a lot of the key offensive recruits that you're wanting to see do well in the offense. So that's what benefits them on Thursday. Right. Then you move to Saturday's scrimmage. Well, that's where you got the big nasties coming in. Right. You got the Jaden Jacksons, the David Stones. Uh the Armando Blunts, the Elijah Russings, uh, the Kamarian Franklins, you had uh, a swarm of talent when it comes to the offensive line and defensive line front in the recruiting aspect, right? Well, Saturday's practice, I can tell you, was a lot more of the trenches. The offensive line was getting in work. The defensive line was creating a lot of pass rushing and turnovers and sacks. That's where those recruits, are, again, are wanting to see the relentless effort that this new staff is bringing. And when you're able to bring in a guy like Greg Russo, uh, a guy like John Ford, and even, you know, some of the older guys like a Dan Morgan that can relate to these young men on a more personal level, you know, don't get me wrong. Warren Sapp's a great player, but in, to th in today's day and age of recruiting, especially you need to get some of the younger guys in there that can, can relate to them on a more personal level. And they, we're able to, you know, remember how these guys played on the football field. Just a few years ago, Greg Russo was was leading the nation in sacks and one of the best players in college football. So for him to be able to be on campus and talk to some of these young men, 
also hits home. And I, I just like what I'm seeing, man. And, you know, you, you got guys like Coach Field um, who just got moved to to back to the recruiting front for the University right. of Miami. I thought that was another excellent move. Um, anyone that I talked to that's been at the practices, you know, this is a guy that hasn't really been working with the Titans much anyways. This is something that's been really – yeah, and, and let me let me let me pause you for a second because we might as well build on that point because you're right. That was breaking news this morning. Uh, what you talk about, Coach Stephen Field, formerly the tight ends coach. I love the fact that he's still with the program, so they're reshuffling the staff. But Coach Field, he's staying on as part of the recruiting staff, and Cristobal is promoting Cody Woodiel. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Woodell, Woodiel, something like that. Uh, he uh, he was working on the recruiting staff as an analyst. He's been with Cristobal going back to 2017 at Oregon is when he started with Mario. Uh, I know that Coach Woodiel has a great reputation as a recruiter. He does have experience on the field coaching. I don't know as much about him as a coach, so hopefully he ends up being a guy who you know really brings out the best in Miami's tight ends because he's the new tight ends coach. Yeah, Mario Cristobal has a lot of faith um, in Coach Whittle. Um, he is a guy that is up-and-coming uh, young star um, from what a lot of the c- coaches on staff has said. And, I mean, when you look at Coach Woodall and Coach Field, they're, they're kind of, you know, s- similar to the same person. Um, I just think in, in a recruiting aspect, especially what Coach Field brings to the table as far as locally, he's going to be a guy similar to a Mike Rumpf, um, some, some of the things that he's doing off the football field especially with these recruits and when their uh, families visit on campus, you want a guy like Coach Field to be, you know, going, you know, back and forth with, with the parents and with the players while these guys are getting coached up on the football field. So I would look for Coach Field to be more of that Mike Rump uh, type of role of off the field. And this is something that he's used to, right? You know, back prior at Louisville and Oregon being the head guy there for recruiting, um, having local ties, like I mentioned before. And then Coach Woodall, I mean, He's been co- he coached a little bit with the Titans last year on the football field, but you mentioned what he's doing in the recruiting aspect. He's been taking a, a very big role in not only Kamari and Franklin, but Kylan Fox as far as their recruitment. And those are two guys that I know firsthand got a lot of attention on Saturday when, when they were on campus. Um, and I look for both of them to be high on Miami's list um, because we obviously need both of those guys. Um, Kylan Fox, who's an athlete listed as a tight end, in my opinion, uh, he's a 6'4", 210-pound guy from Grayson. Um, he's officially locked in an official visit for June 9th. He's super huge in person, got great arm length, um, a, a two-sport athlete just like Kamari and Franklin. Um, it looks like these guys are going after a lot of players that can play two-way sports. Um, so, so I like to see that as well. Let's talk about the stud quarterback who visited last week and over the weekend, four-star out of Langston Hughes High in Georgia. That's Air Noland, who I think would be a perfect fit in just about any offense, but really especially in the Shannon Dawson Miami offense. And he seems to really enjoy the time that he spent. He's been down to Miami multiple times. Now, uh, he is planning before he announces on April 8th. So his is coming up in a couple weeks. He is planning to make visits to Ohio State and Texas A&M before he announces his commitment. Uh, but Miami seems to be in a pretty good position, Brad. And Miami is officially in his top seven. So what's your kind of feeling and your gauge on Prentice Air Noland? If there's one thing I know about Mario Cristobal, especially in this staff, they they like to get a quarterback in the class very early to be kind of the the head ambassador uh, for the rest of the recruiting cycle. Um, and Aaron Nolan, like you said, man, he's gearing up for that official commitment on April 8th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. 
He's got a bunch of schools up there, like you mentioned. But if I had to guess, it's between Miami and Ohio State right now, Alex. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it goes back to that R word, right? Relationships. And I think there isn't a school in the country that has prioritized Air Nolan the way that he should be prioritized more than University of Miami. And when it comes to relationships, I mentioned Geno Smith. You got Shannon Dawson as well. And Air Nolan has some relationships with some of these skilled players that we're going after as well. Like I mentioned, the JoJo Traders, Jeremiah Smith, Chance Robinson. Um, all these guys played against each other in Little League. Uh, the Purple pur- purple Machine Ravens, you know, and Air Nolan was against them as well. Um, shout out to Caneville and uh, Streeter X for, for having that information from back in the day. Um, but yeah, man, Air Nolan. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a lefty skilled quarterback like that, especially yeah. throwing 50 touchdowns. Um, I think he fits the Shannon Dawson offense very well. Um, and when you have a lefty quarterback, Alex, you got to make sure you protect that right side of the line. And when you look at the future of the right side of that line, Alex, I don't think there's more an impressive talent than what Miami's bringing in with a Francis Mayagoa. Um, You got Inez Cooper in there as well. I mean, we got some big nasties on that right side. Um, here to come in the next three to four years. And, hey, why not be the starting quarterback going against the Florida Gators in the Swamp in the next two years? I love it. I love it. And and speaking on that, uh, I do want to ask Brad when we come back about a wide receiver who's recently uh, had some great visits and FaceTime with Miami and then also took a recent visit to Florida, and it's got all the Gator fans all gassed up about it. And I want to talk about some of these trench players as well. So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. And I know you guys are keeping it locked to FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Network. The tournament is heading into the Final Four. Arcanes are in it, facing UConn in the Final Four. There is no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So you have nothing to lose with that first bet. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim that no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts, available free on YouTube. Make sure after you make us your first listen, make Locked on College Basketball your second listen. Andy Patton and Isaac Shade have been putting in that work all tournament long. You still got our Canes in the big dance for them to talk about. By the way, we will be doing a basketball episode later on today, so this will this will not be the only Locked on Canes episode of the day today, but make sure you check out Locked on College Basketball available free just like us on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts brad tejeda is with us canesinsight.com so you know brad uh, i had the chance a few weeks ago to speak with chance robinson four-star wide receiver out of saint thomas aquinas he loves kevin beard like the two of them have a great relationship miami's uh, new wide receivers coach Uh, there's just something different about kb according to chance So, you know, I feel pretty good about where Miami is at. I don't know how soon Robinson would make a decision. He may take this, you know, a little bit later in the process. Uh, He recently took a visit to Florida and, you know, he took a little photo with G5 Billy Napier 
and the Florida fans are really gassed up about Chance Robinson. Uh, you're actually up there in Gainesville, Brad. You're in enemy territory. What's been the buzz up there about Robinson? Yeah, well, you mentioned Chance Robinson, not only him, but also um, JoJo Trader uh, ma made his way on that visit as well. And just a couple days before that, they had five-star Jeremiah Smith, who's also the, the biggest target on, I would say, everyone's board, yeah. um, ended up making his way down to practice in Gainesville with uh, their five-star quarterback, Derek Lagway. Um, and, you know, it, it's unfortunately, Alex, it's typical uh, Gator cheers up here. Um, I think they're setting themselves up for failure, similar kind of how they did with Samson Okanola. Um, you know, we kind of remember how that visit went. And Mark took, Fletcher, that was another yeah, one. Mark they Fl thought they were getting oh, him yeah. for sure. He took a trip to IHOP and was like, no, this is not going to work <laughs> for me. Um, Ocala's right around the corner. I already feel a little dirty and stinky. Let's just go to Coral Gables and uh, check that place out. But, yeah, man, Kevin Beard. There's no one in the country that doesn't like Kevin Beard. And if there's one recruit that Miami's going after that is the most comfortable and loves Kevin Beard the most, you hit it right on the head. It's uh, It's got to be Chance. Um, you know, the St. Thomas Aquinas star, in my opinion, would fit great in this offense. And, you know, when Kevin Beard first got hired, he was on FaceTime right away with Chance Robinson. Yeah. And, uh, it's a night and day difference as soon as we got Kevin Beard, our wide receiver room, our wide receiver recruiting process. Uh, just seems to gravitate towards Kevin Beard. He's able to relate to these young men on, on a more personal level. And just when you when he speaks, it, it's very hard not to listen. And, and he puts things in a very uh, easy way to understand. And uh, he he doesn't he doesn't cut the crap, man. He he's one of those guys that tells you how it is. He's a real one. And uh, I like where we stand with Chance Robinson. Um, but you know, no pun intended. But I think the Gators have no chance. <laughs> I think the pun was very much intended and I appreciate it. Uh, going back to, uh, to the defensive line, you know, you mentioned Kamari and Franklin. Uh, you talked a little bit about him, David Stone as well. You know, something that stuck out to me from both of them when they were doing interviews uh, with Kane sport after their visits, they both independently of one another talked about how intense the practices were. Like they appreciated how intense Miami's practices were. You talked about how the line of scrimmage really stood out on Saturday. Let's talk about David Stone because he's one of the best players in the 2024 class, five-star defensive lineman out of IMG Academy. He's got a lot of, obviously, his former IMG teammates are playing with Miami now as incoming early enrollee freshmen. And Stone, uh, he seems like he practically lives in Coral Gables now. Just took a visit this past weekend. Now he's bringing his family down for another visit this coming weekend. Where do you think Miami stands with him? Yeah, specifically with David Stone, Alex. I mean, it goes back to those two words, relationships and timing, right? Uh, when we talked about, you know, not just David Stone, but some of his guys over at IMG this time last year, you know, David Stone was only a junior last year when we were recruiting guys like Riley Williams, Francis Maigoa, Antonio Tripp, and some of these other ones. And when we were on those guys, we were just as high as David Stone a year ago than we are now. So when you talk about relationships, this is something that's been brewing for quite a while. And now that his old teammates are in the orange and green, he's able to see them practice on Green Tree, and he's able to talk to them on a day-to-day -day basis and get the realness, not just from a coach, but from the player former teammate and friend of theirs, these guys are loving Miami. And that IMG yeah. to the new pipeline is brewing. And I expect David Stone to definitely have Miami in one of his top schools. You know, David Stone, like you mentioned, he's a five-star defensive lineman. There's going to be 
schools all over the country trying to get him. We haven't even talked about the Alabamas of the world, but, you know, Oklahoma, Michigan State, those are two of his top as well. But David Stone has grown to have great relationships with this coaching staff. And again, I said relationships, now the timing part, right? Well, the last two weeks, like you mentioned, he's going to be in Coral Gables. Mario Cristobal and the staff did a great job of making the Rivals Camp down in South Florida a great timing opportunity for not only David Stone, but for the Kylan Fox, uh, for Manasseh Entade, uh, Eddie yeah. Pierre-Louis, some of these offensive linemen guys as well. He knew a lot of these guys were going to be traveling down, down to South Florida for the Rivals Camp, and he said, hey, man, you're already in South Florida. Just take a couple more miles down the road, come to Coral Gables, see if you like it, and we'll turn that into an official visit, hopefully. And that's what you're seeing with a guy like David Stone and Kamari and Franklin. I love it. Make sure you guys follow Brad on Twitter at Tejeda Brad. Check out his work, canesinsight.com. And thank you guys so much for supporting this show. Yeah, we're back to our regular. I know last week was herky-jerky. We're back to our regular schedule this week, sometimes with two episodes a day. In fact, we're going to be back in the late afternoon with the legendary hoodie girl is going to join us to talk about Miami's run to the Final Four. She called it, by the way. Even before the ACC tournament started, she was telling me Miami would be in the final four of the NCAA tournament, and here we are. So check that out later today. Again, follow Brad on Twitter at Tejeda Brad, and we'll talk to you guys again later on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.